Hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 74. Boy, am I glad you're here. You're awesome. Just to remind you, you really, really are awesome. Um, Do you know that we're all made of stars? Like, this is a proper scientific fact. Um, Do Google. It'll blow your mind if you don't already know this. If you do, just a reminder, you're made of stars. You're an absolute legend. And I had a call earlier this week with a reader of mine who was looking for a positive boost. Uh, She'd been let down. She'd been rejected. She was hurting. Um, And that happens to a lot of us, doesn't it? When we, we get rejected, we can go into a shell and we can start to doubt our value. And it was encouraging to to listen to her body language and and her tone at the start of the call, feeling really flat and fearful for the future. And then to try and help get her to that place, knowing that she is valuable and she deserves love and she deserves integrity and she deserves respect. And it was amazing to hear her say that, yeah, I do, I, I didn't deserve that and I do have value. And I really, really hope that, you know, if you're struggling or you know someone's struggling uh, and that amazing person who's struggling can go on to keep that in mind and we do need to do the work every day to remind yourself because the imposter syndrome ain't going away it's still going to be on the shoulder I see it as like a little red monster but when we start to distance ourselves from those thoughts amazing things can happen and boy is this episode amazing Oh, so I have Claire from This Little House. Oh, her blog is to die for. So Claire's a Liverpool girl who came to Scotland as a mum. And she got married, had two beautiful little boys. And she is just a breath of fresh air. She talks about motherhood adventures, her design and interior knowledge and just her quirky oh I just think she's fabulous she really is an amazing person her website thislittlehouse.co.uk you can check out she's probably uh, most well known for her fabulous Instagram account um, this little house and you can see all the little squares and the behind the scenes too oh boy is her page beautiful oh it's just stunning she's clearly very creative and also a lady of many talents she sings like a goddess I was crying it was like there was an angel in my kitchen and I had to give her a big hug after and also one of the songs she sang that I've put in this recording is very dear to my heart with Make Seconds Count and Lisa um, sang that um, for the first time after her diagnosis um, for incurable breast cancer so it just uh, it was just even more emotional um, to be reminded of that moment but Claire is just an incredible person. I love having her on the podcast. We keep bumping into each other, which is very strange. I wonder if that means we're meant to do something together at some point. I don't know. Um, Watch the space. But it's just so nice to have met her and got to know her, been on a panel with her um, and then getting a bit more time to have inspirational chat with her that I can share to all you guys so lucky you I tell you lucky you because she's awesome lucky me um guys you're valuable remember that you're valuable you're valuable um tell yourself in the mirror every morning tell you know even if your mind's telling you you're worthless because someone's treated you or you know it's deep deep rooted down there you're valuable that's just a reminder okay you are a star mwah Okay, welcome, lovely. Thank you. Twice in one week. How lucky I know. am I? How lucky am I? Oh, 
drop the pressure. Uh, I'll try and uh, be as chilled as I was, but I had had a couple of margaritas. And... See, that's my sin, you know. I just feel like margaritas should be essential oh, whenever we're together. They were so good, weren't <laughs> they? They were, weren't they? I kind of wanted to really go for it, but I was like, I can't be slurring my words no. on the stage. Especially when I found out I was sat on a stool. Oh my God, like <laughs> this, it's like nothing to cover our legs. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm not very graceful. Like, yeah. oh, yep, not, not great. Um, but what I sort of felt that night was you just got such great chat. And it's obvious you have been on the stage before. I got that kind of, I don't know, just this presence about you. And I really brought me back to my drama day. So tell us, for people that don't know you, and there'll be a lot of people listening that will be aware of your stunning Instagram page, but give us a bit of an intro in your words to what you're about and how you've come to achieve all you're doing. Okay. Um, well, it definitely started when I was pregnant with my first son, Caleb, who's now seven, and I didn't sleep very well at night. Mm-hmm. So I found myself on my phone scrolling, and as you do, you just fall down these rabbit holes, and I came across blogs. Mm-hmm. And I think back then, like seven years ago, blogs weren't as popular, and they weren't as well known, mm-hmm. and I found myself mostly finding American blogs. Yeah. And uh-huh. it was all about motherhood and it was the ups and downs. It was about home and interior design, fashion. Mm. And it was just all on these, you know, just ordinary women. Yeah. Granted, across the other side of the world, just sort of talking about their likes, their loves, their lives. And in the wee hours of the night where I just could not sleep, I was absolutely hooked. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I couldn't get enough of it. So there I am at work and coming up to maternity leave. And obviously I think you can tell from my accent, I'm from Liverpool. (laughs) I love Liverpool. I know, can't beat Liverpool. (laughs) And um, I'm really, really close to my Mm mum and... um, I was super close to my granddad and everyone is always, all of my family, I'm close to all of my family, but those two in particular have been very sort of supportive of me living in Edinburgh. And, you know, I think there's probably a million times they wanted to say like, come home, come home, but they never did. (laughs) And I think obviously once I was pregnant, the penny dropped a bit that, oh my goodness, like she's really not coming home and she'll be living in Edinburgh. And I remember my mum sort of having this like, little bit of a freak out because she was like, oh, I'm not going to know all the, all of the little tiny details that happen from day to day when you have a baby. And she's very close with my sister and her little boy. And, you know, she knew everything about, you know, what, you know, how many times he was crying that day and, you know, just even the smallest things. And I think my mum was like, I'm not going to be around the corner to just drop everything and come around and help. Mm. And I think it was the first time that I really felt like, oh, like me living in Edinburgh was a big deal to them. So I had in my head, well, I'm reading all these amazing blogs and I love them. What about if I did something like that? And I can sort of just talk through my sort of every days and my mom and my granddad could read it. And so they were like my first two proper readers. And then just from there, I, it was private. And then, you know, people were saying you should make it public, which Mm. I did. And then it sort of was just a knock on effect from there. It definitely wasn't 
something that happened overnight. Mm -hmm. It was something that I did on the side of obviously being a mum and all of that. Um, It was, I think, especially that you'll know, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people know, when you become a mum, it can just be so all-consuming. Oh, yeah. Like, it just takes over your life completely Mm -hmm. in a great way, but also there's that huge loss of self. I yeah. feel, especially in the baby years. Absolutely. I mean, and you're still a person. Yeah. But you're not, a, it's not the label. Like, I'm a mum now. Yeah. There's more to you yeah. still. And I used to, and I honestly, I found it just helped me so much. The, you know, Caleb at first would go down, but then eventually it would be the two of them because I had Archie two years later. Um, they'd go down to bed and I would look nothing more than like getting my laptop out and I'd edit mm-hmm. pictures and I'd start writing and I just felt it gave me that headspace just for me. Yeah. So largely I feel like I was writing the blog just for me. I think that's for a such very a long common time. theme though, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's like a sort of savior, like rescue yeah. me from just being a mom and yeah. having that space and that calm. And using your brain a different way. Yeah. Do you know the way like being a, like, being a mom? just uses every part of you but there's like a part of your brain that just doesn't get used I feel at all that you know and whether that's creative or whether you know I'm not a very (laughs) I wouldn't say I'm very um what's the word I'm about to say intelligent but you shouldn't (laughs) I'm not gonna talk myself down but you know in that sense I wouldn't use my brain in a very technical manner yeah um we're all intelligent in our own way. Yeah. You know, we've all got most different levels of emotional intelligence at different times. We've all got gifts. Yeah. We're all amazing at something as yeah. well. And it's clear that you have found a thing that you're amazing at. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But definitely for me, it was it was a creative outlet that used another part of my brain. Mm-hmm. And I needed that after, you know what, it's like the days are long <sighs> with the a toddler long, and a baby. <laughs> Totally. It's full on and you can feel isolated and, you know, it's not always easy, is it? But you love them so much, but sometimes you just feel like you've been a bit left behind. Perhaps if you've got a partner that's away or they're, I used to say, oh, Scott, swans off, suited and booted. He's like, bye. And I'm like, yeah, bye. And then... I don't know about you, but I went through a stage and I talked about it um, with my husband very openly. I went this through this stage of being really jealous of him. Yeah, you do. Because I was like, you get to have this amazing thing, which is parenthood. You get to become a dad, but your life stays a lot the same as well. Like you've still, you know, you've got your work, you've got your your friends. It's like you get, I felt like he got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I went through a stage where, where now, now the boys are older, I know I look back on that time and go, what a gift I had that time yeah do you know like that I'll never get that back again and but at the time yeah I went through a stage of feeling quite jealous so it was natural feelings because although we know it's precious and these little moments in the day some of them are pure magic yeah but more of them are really hard you know they're having tantrums you're trying to get them in car seats you're trying to leave the house Mm -hmm. get them to nap yeah it's all the things you don't know until you... I uh, felt like years of my life was just like negotiating. Yes. <laughs> you just like... Uh-huh. Yeah, with very unreasonable little beings. Yeah, because they <laughs> they're free and they're honest and they're real and they're raw and they tell yeah. you what they want. Yeah. And they tell you. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so it was your sanity and... 
at which part point did it start to really take off or was it quite rapidly from the start? So no, definitely not rapidly from the start. There was me just, you know, tapping away on my computer, uploading these blogs, yeah. um, very much for my, my own personal self and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously hear murmurings of this little app called Instagram. Yeah. And I remember, so that's five years ago. I remember uploading it to my phone thinking it was a app a fil- for filters for yeah. your pictures, not realizing like it was this sort of community on this yeah. little app on your phone. And it was actually a friend. So talking of blogs and just how brilliant and weird that world is. When I started my blog and I made it public, I stumbled across a woman in Chicago mm-hmm. who just started her blog, had just made it public, mm-hmm. and we both had, um, well, they would have been top babies at that stage, babies the same age. So there she is in Chicago, and mm-hmm. there I am in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and it was like we were living the same life, just from different sides of the world. Wow. So we got chatting online and, you know, chatting through our blogs, and then she'd said, when I said that I was on Instagram, she was like, oh, I'm on Instagram too. And I'm doing this photo challenge. I'm like, what's this photo challenge? Mm-hmm. And basically, I don't think the account exists anymore, but it was called My365. My 365. Yeah. I think I checked on it not that long ago and oh. it's not there anymore. Oh. But yeah, it was My365. And basically it was an account that was set up. You would follow the account and they would give daily prompts for picture inspiration so it would be a word like love heart um open anything you any word you can think of just to get the creativity flowing to give us a bit of a nudge (laughs) and then you would submit your post on your feed your interpretation Mm -hmm. of that of the prompt love that and that's when i was opened up to the crazy world of hashtags so you would hashtag mm-hmm. my 365 mm-hmm. so then you'd upload your picture mm-hmm. put your caption mm-hmm. put your hashtag my 365 and then if you clicked onto that hashtag you were opened up to this world of everybody who was doing it wow so there was like people in the uk america spain italy like all over wow Um, Because obviously everyone was interested to know, well, how have you interpreted the prompt today? So there was this real sense of community and everyone chatting, everyone talking. So nice. You know, people like, what camera are you using? Mm -hmm. Um, Loved this, loved this interpretation. And then what they would do is each day they would pick somebody to put onto the My365 feed and to sort of celebrate their version of the prompt. Uh And if obviously once that happened, everybody would see who was following the prompt. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of like, all of a sudden I was like, there's just this amazing community. And it was very much, that one was more photography wise. Uh So that's when I started to understand it was... (laughs) It wasn't just to stick a dodgy filter on it. <laughs> so much more than that. And I was hooked. Yeah. Like, I'd never been really into Facebook. Yeah. I still, to this day, don't know how to use Twitter. Um, like a lot of us. Are this, is, this is my... I was like, oh, I found my, like, app, my yeah. social media thing. I love this. I've, I've always been a very visual person. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why Twitter has always never really hit the spot for me because I I like pictures. I like, yeah, I like the visuals. I like watching other people sort of 
creativity and through their photography and any type of photography and um, that's where it started and then once you realize you know there's a little community chatting Mm -hmm. over pictures you then start to realize there's lots of other communities and in those prompts the My365, there was a lot of mums doing it. Right, looking for an outlet. Yeah, do you know, that way it was mm-hmm. like, for me, it was like, if the, once the boys went down for a nap, mm. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to upload my picture. Yeah. I'm going to see what people have done for the prompt today. Like, So it started like that. And then obviously you start chatting. Like, mm-hmm. I am um, a good friend and just, I love her account, um, Hannah Argyle. Okay. We got chatting off my 365 oh. and now it's like years later and, you know, I've literally watched her boys grow up. Oh, and through this through beautiful, because yeah. your pictures, because there's a lot of stuff on there that the pictures aren't that great. I'll use myself as an example. Sometimes I work with photographers and I, I put nice pictures or I really try with my camera, but a lot of it's like mental wellness tips and it's it doesn't all, I look at it and I think, oh, it doesn't look that pretty. But when I look at pages like yours, I'm like, wow, like it's just such a nice feel good space where you just feel joy when you look. Um, so do you think, how do you, do you mainly follow accounts that make you feel beautiful from the photos or would you say you've, got mixed oh total mixed bag that's what I love is the beauty of Instagram yeah and I think sometimes I feel like it's lost on people at times where people will automatically see um an aesthetically pleasing account Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well that's very curated that that's a very curated account Mm -hmm. every Instagram account is curated yeah every Instagram account because everyone is personally like choosing what they want to put out there so it is curated no matter if it's warts and all or whether it's very sort of glossy pictures like it's curated no matter which way and I think Mm -hmm. once you understand that Mm -hmm. you then follow the feeds that you get enjoyment out of so I I follow a vast amount of feeds I follow ones where it's purely from photography Mm -hmm. I'll follow ones for inspiration with yeah. quotes and and like their captions yeah some people i follow for their captions yeah, it's not so. necessarily about the images uh-huh. um and then yeah all different types of photographies there as well but mm-hmm. no i don't it definitely doesn't need to be all aesthetically pleasing pretty yeah. pictures that's not Sometimes I do feel like the pressure. I'm like, I know the yeah. stuff I'm saying means a lot to me, so I put it out there. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, could have picked a better picture for that. Could have. But then it's just, it's real for me personally. I'm just like, I struggle to find the time sometimes. And but also, it's that way where for you, I think it's so much more about the words as well yeah. and about you as a person. So it's more. Like, yeah, I think some people at times, people can get bogged down with, oh, it has to be a pretty picture. And it's like, it doesn't. Yeah. If that's your jam, yeah, Yeah. crack on. Like, Uh for me, I love that whole side. I Mm -hmm. love the editing. I love the, like, composition and Mm -hmm. the ideas. Like, that to me, that's why I'm on Instagram. What do you, you want your page to be known for? I just... Oh, God, that's a good question. I think... More probably just a sense of community Uh that they can, it's a welcoming space. I'd like to think when the feed pops up, I hope it feels welcoming and not, you know, you know, not 
all picture perfect because I think if you were to take time and read the captions, mm-hmm. I think you'll realise quite quickly yeah. that, you know, Yourself. my ca- yeah, my captions will definitely reflect me as a person. Yeah. And the feed itself for me, that's you know, that's my passion project. Yeah, it's your creative, because the pictures are stunning. Did you have um, experience in the past before with photography or? No, no. So I think it's more just messing around, trial Mm. and error. If you go way back on my account, you'll see. (laughs) You'll see the, you'll see the experimenting trial and error part. Do you put each image on a a laptop or something and edit or do you do something? No, do you know, largely it's my phone. Wow. And actually I found the iPhone cameras got so good. Which iPhone do you use? Which one have I got? I don't, I don't have the latest, because they always bring out is a new one. Is that Yes. Why do I call it the 10? I'm confused. I know, I know. So the camera one, that's good? Yeah, I find it really good. Apparently, with the new one, they've updated the camera, which I don't think iPhone have done for a while with right. their camera. So, so with the 11? Yeah, so I don't know if that's thing. really snazzy. But, um, you know, I find it great. And also, with remembering with Instagram, is obviously that site can only take a certain like amount of quality of picture so yeah. half the time it's going to have to compress the picture anyway so I yeah. actually find a smartphone and iPhone it's kind of perfect for Instagram mm. I tend to with my blog that will be my camera okay um nine times out of ten it'll, well no actually it's always my camera on my blog and my camera mm. will feature on my feed okay but most of my home because with my I don't do very detailed shots of my home mm. I do more open taken yeah. A majority of the space. Okay. All of that's iPhone. Your home looks amazing. Aww. It looks gorgeous. How do you, where do you get your inspiration? Are you naturally just good with interiors or? No, no. I think it's definitely come over time. Um, I, I think back to our old place and I am a classic Gemini. Okay. Like classic Gemini. I always hear that saying, um, jack of all trades, Uh master of none. I'm like, that's me. I'm not like really, really good at something. I'm like, you're you're really, really good at that. But I feel like, yeah, I can have a go at quite a few things sort of thing. But um, with my, yeah, going back to Gemini, if you look at my other home, I love lots of different styles. Uh Like I really interior wise in part of me is like could be super modern and then the other part of me just wants old like Mm. old build cozy like classic yeah and I feel like sometimes I'm quite torn down the middle on those both of those likes so in my old place it was like a bit of everything yeah and it just didn't gel at all (laughs) it was all a bit of a mishmash do you have one thing, because you're in a new, is it a new build? So this is it. So when we moved house and the new build, it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to stick a country cottage kitchen in this house. Like yeah. that's not this house. It's yeah. all very clean lines and lots of light. And yeah. I just thought, no, I've got to choose things I love, but that actually work well with the space. Right, okay. And I feel like that was the biggest learning curve for me is you can like lots of different styles, uh-huh. but actually what suits the space. And I feel like that was like a, the penny dropping moment. And mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I love my home more because 
of the choices I've made to suit the type of home it is. Right. So would you see, because there's all sorts of interior styles, there's contemporary, industrial, like locks, um, I'm just thinking of like different, like cultural, do you stick with a couple of... I um, think if I had to describe, I've definitely got a bit of boho in there. Ah, boho, that's yeah, the word I was looking I for. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> textures and a, um, definitely a bit of boho contemporary obviously because of the new build part uh-huh. i love mid-century pieces uh-huh. um so yeah say a bit of boho mishmash a <laughs> um scandy yeah definitely i love the sort of scandinavian influence a, um and i think that especially suits a new build mm-hmm. a, um but yeah i need to like coin <laughs> don't i <laughs> Just an actual name for it's it. It's just labels though, isn't it? It's exactly. just It's just guidelines. Uh-huh. Um, what would be your favourite current wallpaper colour? Or um, wallpaper or paint colours? Paint colour. Do you know, I still get asked so many questions about it. Um, I, guess, I think I think I put it, we painted our bedroom two years ago. Mm-hmm. But that still hands down two years later is my favorite color mm-hmm. and more so like when i go into people's houses mm-hmm. and if i see it in people's houses it's just such a stunning color now mm-hmm. i want to call it in shira blue okay but i think it might be pronounced in kyra mm-hmm. i think i've heard it said as in kyra blue and it's in my bedroom and basically it's like the mood stone ring Ooh. of pink colors Ooh. so depending on the light it can change color so apparently it's based on it's a farrowan ball color mm-hmm. and apparently it was based on or inspired by scottish skies Ooh, so I like that yeah so depending on the light it can look blue yep hence the inkyra blue mm-hmm. it can look blue it can look green and it can even look gray Wow. So I've actually been into other people's houses and it looks completely different, different. to my bedroom. Um, uh, my bedroom is at the front of the house, we're south facing garden, so uh-huh. ours is at the front of the house, so it doesn't get as much light at the back. Uh-huh. So mine reads more green. Nice. But I've been in other people's houses uh-huh. where they've got a lot of light in that room, it looks more blue. That's interesting. And I just feel like I'm forever going to love that colour because yeah. of that, like See. because of how different it can look. And I love that it's based on Scottish skies. I love that. Yeah. It's always it? like look up more at the sky, like mm-hmm. when we're so busy looking down at our phones. And it's great when we have, when you have passions in mm-hmm. our phone. I never like to diss our phones because the opportunities no. today are amazing. Totally. Um, but there does get a point where you're like, right, I do actually need to look up now because I've just yeah. been like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Um, and we were speaking about this the other night, actually, and, and you'd said to me recently that you'd just taken the app off your phone for the weekend, which mm-hmm. is amazing, to allow yourself that space to just unwind. Yeah. Because it's hard. You, you must feel your fingers twitch a little bit. It's such a crazy balance at that, and I never, ever want it to be that my children grow up and uh, lasting memory was their mom and dad like yeah. I think we're all just because my you know my job is social media I don't mm-hmm. I think I'm definitely guilty of it but I think we're all guilty of all just of being attached and mm-hmm. I just think I don't want that to be a lasting memory of yeah. the boys and I also feel like 
I've been so, I've found such pleasure and creative pleasure out of documenting our lives and the little moments and the not so little moments. But sometimes you just need to forget about documenting. I know. And it's hard because you could be sat in a beautiful park or something and you think, yeah. that would look incredible. Yeah. And you're like, no, just be. Just, just actually watch it, like yeah. take it all in rather than, you know, happen to have a picture of it mm-hmm. that's where because like you were saying like I will never slag off my phone or social media because I do think the opportunities are incredible but I am also aware mm-hmm. of the downfalls yeah. and I think how much it can take away from you yeah. and you don't even realize it and you know that want of want to document everything I know, it, it gets yes. addictive and we get hooked on the dopamine. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing well and you're getting a lot of brand inquiries and you're, you know, working with people you love and mm-hmm. it really does, our, our minds are wired to just go with it. Yeah. But then it gets a point you're not getting your natural oxytocin, you're not tapping into that soothing, you know, yeah. that soothing system where you're not thinking about goals, yep. you're not thinking about the next project. And, and something I struggle, I think a lot of creative, and we're all creative as well, it's mm-hmm. just another label, isn't it? But I would like dream about book ideas and uh, top like topics and things. And it can be exhausting, yeah. can't it? I feel like when, when it comes to being in social media and self-employed, there's no off button. There's not. And there's you're not. the, so you're the only person that can control that. Yeah. But it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I think that is the biggest learning curve in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I also think as well, like like you said, I've had weekends where I'm like, right, mm-hmm. delete, I'm not going on it. Yep. And I come back Monday refreshed, mm-hmm. like, oh, brilliant. And I just get, then you can just get sucked back into it. So it's not something I think you ever nail. Yeah, we still... The balance, I think the balance is something you always strive to get. Yeah, I know. It's really, really, and it's just listening to that, inner like wisdom right okay I've maybe been on it a bit long tonight but I can feel my fingers and I'm really enjoying scrolling through Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you start to feel a bit yeah (laughs) yeah my biggest one where I'm like I really need to stop is going on my phone first thing in the morning oh yeah and going on my phone last thing at night and like I feel like if I could stop that yeah yeah it's hard. I've struggled this week. I've just been getting sucked into everything mm. and I really want to read. But I just, I'm like, oh, that's half an hour. That was my reading time. Totally. And then you're like, I need to, or the rabbit hole happens. And then you're like, it's 10 to 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted and yeah. I've got a busy day tomorrow and yeah. the kids are up early. And <sighs> yeah. Do you know what I feel like I need to invest in? I say this, I'm going to actually do it. I'm going to do it today, in fact. I need to an, 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 uh, get my words out with an alarm clock. Yeah, because me that too. is why I take my phone to bed with me because I'm like I use it as my alarm clock, mm-hmm. and I'm like that is what the temptation's too much, isn't it? It's well, so I'll just better. I'll just set my alarm and then I'll just quickly check. Yeah, I'll just quickly check the app and have a little Instagram scroll just you before do I go it to on bed. Autopilot though, it's, it's terrible. Like, I, I noticed the other night I was like going to reach my book and I reached for my phone and I'm like, why did I even pick I that up? It just. It's just our brains are... Who was it? I can't remember who said it to me. I'm 
maybe one of my friends or I don't know if I saw it on Instagram um, and I was like oh that's such a good idea they took off like from an iPhone so I'm, I'm sure you can do the same with a smartphone they took Instagram off the opening page uh, they made sure it was you had to swipe to get to it and they put it into a folder nice and like that's so clever because then you actively have to scroll through go yeah, into yeah. the folder open the app and I think that would make you think twice mm-hmm. about whether you just wanted to quickly check it. It's a bit of a faff, that, isn't it? it is I thought that was quite clever. I might do that. I know. That's good, isn't I it? I think I noticed it. I don't know if Hobbs did that on the sly. Yeah, he's like that. I'm going to move it. <laughs> he's not on Instagram, so he doesn't get it. He's like still old school on Facebook. And I Love do that. a lot on Facebook. But um, yeah, I just find out of all the platforms, Instagram's the most addictive. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it is literally the visual content. Like, mm-hmm. you can sort of mindlessly scroll uh-huh. and look at images or read the captions. Or, do you know, I think, yeah, there's something about it. I know. There's something about it. That... Do you have triggers on there? Because I was noticing, and I know it can be different for certain people, but there was once I was looking through, I found this account and it was beautiful, but it was all these amazing holidays. The girl had stunning outfits and I was just like, I want your wardrobe. I want your abs. I want to go on holiday mm-hmm. as much as you. And I was like, I don't know if I can follow this anymore because I'm starting to go down that trap of mm-hmm. just c- comparisons and stuff. Like, have you ever felt like certain things trigger you? And you just... I definitely think years ago. Mm-hmm. I think I struggled with that more years ago. Mm-hmm. And now that this has been very much my job, mm-hmm your eyes open up to it yeah and I think the illusion of Instagram and bigger accounts mm-hmm. is that what an incredible life they must lead which mm-hmm. I'm sure they do but it's like what an incredible life they just lead um, they lead and then they just need to throw up a picture or two and mm-hmm. all these people love them and you know they get to go to these places and they get to work with these brands I, when you feel like that and it starts to make you feel negative, a really good thing to remember mm-hmm. is that person mm-hmm. is working their, can I say ass? Yeah. That person, <laughs> that person is working their ass off. Yeah. Such a good reminder. They have not got to that stage mm-hmm. without blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. And you I don't think with social media you ever get to feel okay with plateauing. Like you've always got to keep working hard. And those people are spending hundreds of hours of their life on social media and apps. They are spending hundreds of hours editing pictures. Mm -hmm. If take I was talking actually to a friend about press trips and she was like, Oh, they just look so amazing. They just look so much fun and now, don't get me wrong, press trips can be amazing and can be really fun. Yeah. But they can also be very stressful. Yeah. Because you have been brought on this trip for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, oh, come on a jolly. It's as yeah. much as it looks like it might be a jolly from people who see the stories and see, you know, the pictures on my feed. It's work. Yeah. And making sure that you're engaging with everybody on the trip engaging with everyone on the 
on the app, yeah. making sure you're creating good content, content that's going to resonate, content that um, people will appreciate, mm. content the brand will appreciate. Yeah, like, it is the pressure. Yeah. And it's not, I'm still like, I, I know I'm very fortunate to get to do what I do, but it's still a job. Yeah, it's a, it's an important reminder, isn't it? Do you know, and think, rem- remembering that it mm. all looks, I've got a friend who is, is a buyer. Mm-hmm. And I just like admire her so much. She's done so well, and she is all over the place. Like she's in LA, then she's in um, Paris, then she's in New York, then she's in Amsterdam, then she's back in Italy, then she's over in India, and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just so cool. It's so amazing, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's my job, and it's so stressful, and I just want a weekend at home. Yeah, no, yeah. So do you know that way? I think it's not just social media that can have that illusion mm-hmm. of oh it must be so exciting and yeah. yes some of it is exciting but a lot of it is hard work yeah. so I feel like whenever you see those accounts that are making you feel bad about yourself you know triggering those feelings of envy or either choose to unfollow because that's the best thing you can do mm-hmm. or just remind yourself do you know that person? Yeah. That you, person, you, you are seeing the highlights. That person is working very, very hard yeah. to build a company, a brand, a, you know, a lifestyle for themselves. So yeah. don't get sucked into the utter glamour of it. It's, all. it's when I see too many infinity pools, that's my trigger. I'm like, I'm telling you, behind every infinity pool shot, is 10,000 oh. different poses. I'm sure yeah, of it. I'm I sure of imagine. it. I can imagine. Totally. And then you think, I can do, I can take the kids. To, you know, when you go on holidays and you think, oh my goodness, it's not the same, you know, when they're still young and you kind of want to have that pool time. And then sometimes it's just yeah. chaos. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I'm not getting my infinity pool shot this holiday. <laughs> I'm in the kids' pool. <laughs> getting <Yeah>. drowned. <laughs> I know. I, this was the first holiday this year that I felt we got a proper break because mm-hmm. the kids club was phenomenal and there was a beautiful adult-only pool oh. looking out over to the sea. They did a great pina colada. Happy days. They had the big day beds. And I was like, I'm lying reading a book. Like, yeah, what's happening? And they wanted to go play. They were meeting friends. And I was just like, oh. Do you not wish, like, I always think this because I felt the same our last two holidays. Like, it just turns out, oh, boy, he's just loved the kids club. Like, yeah. there was points where I was asking them not to go the kids yeah club. you're like do you really want to go and yeah like, oh. and they were like desperate so i'm like oh god okay then um <laughs> but i just wish i could go back mm. to myself when you know toddlers babies they're screaming you're covered in poo and god mm. knows what and go do you know what it gets easier yeah you're doing all right <laughs> you're gonna be okay and it gets easier yeah, like what I'd give to go and give that girl a hug <laughs> I know and you do see it like people having kids and you don't want to patronise them either no, but you don't. when you see people out and then you see people judging that really triggers me yeah. you know an old lady said to me once uh, in uh, I was in a bar I won't name the bar actually with Bonnie for lunch meeting a friend and uh, she came up she said Bonnie was only about six months. She said, it's really irresponsible that you've brought her here because the music's too loud. Now, the music wasn't even that loud. I was just like, do you honestly think... Like, thankfully, I was in an okay place yeah. at that point. But, but what if you been, I just... That could have 
really triggered you. I could have flawed you. Yeah. And that could have ruined your day. Yeah. Entirely. I know. And it's just, I I just, I was more just amused. I was just, I just can't believe people are like this. I know. And feel it's acceptable. A friend was telling me once she was in Dobie's and it was an old, not to pigeonhole older ladies because it's all ages and all Mm -hmm. genders, but, um, an older lady on this occasion went up to her and just said, can't you keep control of your children? I'm like, I'm... <laughs> Horrendous. Sometimes yeah. you are, like, it's like Jurassic Park. You know, you're just kind of going back, so you don't know what your kids are going to do sometimes. And someday, like, sometimes you're just in survival mode. Yeah, you really are. So, do you know when you're like, well, if they, do you know, I know they're safe. Yeah. Probably shouldn't be doing that right now. But, you know, they're safe. It's all good. We're all good. Yeah. You're in survival mode. And then when somebody feels the need to come over and give their... Just, it's horrible. It makes mm-hmm. me so sad. I'm like, bam, I'm breathing through it. More, <laughs> more kindness in the world. Yes, um, totally. Totally. So tell me, what are your um, goals and hopes and dreams just to keep doing more of what you're doing? Have you got thoughts for the future? Thoughts for the future. Well, after sort of popping my speaking cherry oh, with you're you so at the, good on at the panel. It. Such a good natural oh, speaker. You're amazing. I'm thinking, like, probably one of the most asked questions I get is my home. Mm-hmm. So, do you know, how do you, how do you go about making interior choices? Mm-hmm. How, how have you got such a nice home, yet you've got young children? Yeah. And sometimes, for me, like, it always comes down to personal preference, doesn't it? Yeah. And how, how you survive yeah and for me like and that's not to say that's the same for somebody else Mm. for me when my house is messy and cluttered i i feel overwhelmed yeah it can that overwhelms me Mm -hmm. and then that's when i feel like i'm snappier i'm i'm no fun to be around Mm. i am i'm nowhere near as productive (laughs) like so for me just you know, picking up after myself, tidying. We don't live in a pristine house mm-hmm. by any by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, just picking up afterwards and yeah. I'm not constantly cleaning. Yeah. I'd say I'm a tidier, not a cleaner. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's yeah. a confession for you. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm a tidier. Don't clean quite as much as a tidy, but you know. It's the clutter that stresses us out more though. Yeah. And I just feel like for me, that was... A game changer like so I think we spoke about it we sold our old property and had three months where we were going to be in a rental mm-hmm. before our house was built mm-hmm. so we were going to have to put our all of our belongings into mm-hmm. storage Stress. and for me that was the point where I was like we have to go through everything mm-hmm. and be brutal because there is no point of spending so much money on storage yeah. to then realise when it comes to the new house, oh, well, we don't want that and we don't need this and we don't need that when we've spent hundreds of pounds storing it. Mm. So for me, I was like, right, we need to we need to be ruthless here and really pick what we need to keep. Mm-hmm. So I was a past hoarder. <laughs> so that was, that was a mammoth job, oh. shall we say. And it's one of the best things I've ever done. Really? And I think now when people ask me, like, if you, in my house, I do have, I have, I do have knickknacks about that are significant to me. Yeah. But I'm not overloaded with them. <laughs> 
and I can't tell you my last house was just knickknack central and I can't tell you having a baby and a toddler and having a more paired back home Uh how much easier that made my life and so much easier and I think so after doing the panel and maybe thinking of doing sort of like events days where it's Mm -hmm. you know talking about interiors talking about um creating a space that you find Mm -hmm. aesthetically pleasing yeah calming Uh uh-huh do you know to and that can still fit in with family life Mm -hmm. i kind of don't like how there's this preconceived notion that if you've got children, you have to live in a house that, you know, what's the point of doing it up or what's the point of painting because the kids will ruin it or, yeah. or, but equally, if someone has a nice home, people seem to think, oh, well, it must be treated as a museum and the kids aren't allowed to play. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, yeah. it's like, I want to totally like debuff that. Yeah. Like that's not true. Mm-hmm. You can have, you can still have, everyone deserves to have a space and a home yeah. that they feel good in. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter what it looks like. It's yeah. about how it makes that person feel. And I just feel like everyone deserves that. Joy. Yeah. yeah. And having children or mm-hmm. doesn't need to stop that. Yeah. You know. Take that away. And we carry these. I can see I was brought up in chaos you know two older brothers my dad lost his eyesight so he wasn't complaining about the mess or the clutter and there was my mom's a a hoarder an emotional hoarder she hoards books she hoards clothes I mean it was nice because she kept some amazing like Polly Pockets I don't know if you remember those toys I've got vintage Polly Pockets and trolls and stuff so it had its benefits Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I I carry these stories on I'm a hoarder I, Mm -hmm. I have to keep the toys I have to keep whereas I live with a guy who just wants everything to be a certain way and he doesn't like to hang a minimalist mm-hmm. uh, which is probably quite good for me actually because I've realised yeah. that I don't have to be a hoarder and actually mm-hmm. when I was doing an interior design um, have you heard of the interior design toolkit? Uh, mm-hmm. Alison Gibb she was on Dragon's Den they went to town on her the poor soul so Scott and I were the models for the ad for that and she came around and we were playing the game and you pick all the sort of styles that you're drawn to. And then at the end, you've got a top kitchen, top dining room, top bedroom and all that. And all the ones we picked for were totally like contemporary, but stripped back. Mm-hmm. And she said, Joe, you're a craving cam in your space. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me. I was like, I am. Yeah. I'm not going for the rock and roll kind of clutter. Because some of the styles were quite clutter, you know, yeah. lots of things around. And I was actually like pull it they were my bottom ones she was like you're you're crying out for gam yeah i was like right i need to do something about this Mm because i've carried that story of no that's just who i am i'm a hoarder i'm an emotional hoarder i'm messy i'm this and actually you can challenge that yeah you know so there's hope for people we need more voices like yourself to to give them a bit of encouragement yeah no and i think as well it's like once you do sort of approach decluttering even on the smallest scale yeah it's funny how it does change your attitude moving forward so I'm so much more mindful now of what I keep Mm -hmm. I'm also so much mindful of what I buy to put in our home and I just feel as well I think sometimes people think to strip back and to be you know to declutter and to get rid of lots of things from your past it's Mm -hmm. like you know you're, you're not you're not holding sentiment at all. Yeah. And that's so not true. I've now, I hold it in specific ways. So there's, mm-hmm. there's things in my home that have huge personal mm-hmm. 
significance to me. Yeah. And they trigger that feeling and memory of lots of other things. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't need to keep all of that stuff. But if I keep something that's super dear for me, yeah. that triggers that memory of that experience that or that person, mm-hmm. like that's still... All of those memories are still there. I just don't need a truckload of stuff so to cement that. So what do you do with some of the things that are still hard to get rid of because they've got those memories? I suppose if it is hard, I haven't. Right. I haven't if gotten really rid of it. Hard. If it's really hard. Yes, I would never say, don't really question yourself as to why you're keeping it, mm-hmm. but don't. If you've got a strong pull to it, no, absolutely don't. Yeah. Don't get rid of it. Because if you feel there could be potentially be an ounce of regret, then I wouldn't get rid of it. But you'll find if you really, really ask yourself that honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, do I really need... Yeah. That'll only be a handful. I was brutal. Like, I mean, when I, 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 I look back and even I can't believe I was so brutal, I have not missed anything. There is not one thing where I've gone, I knew I shouldn't have got rid of that or, do you know, not one thing. And then for me as well, do you know that way where, you know, we all do it. We all keep those clothes where we're like, yeah, I'm totally going to lose that weight and I'll fit back into them. So there's no point, there's no point getting rid of it. There's no point getting rid of it because I'm definitely going to lose weight. And for me, I don't know if this happened to you. My rib cage is bigger now. Oh, my whole body changed. My hips are bigger now. Yeah, hips. But I've really noticed it in my rib cage. Like, Mm. it just never... So I had all these clothes, dresses, Mm. where I'm like, well, this rib rib cage ain't going back. Yeah, interesting. And just, yeah, all of those dresses that I was keeping, I'm like, no, rib rib cage is not changing again. If anything, it's going to get bigger. (laughs) And it's just so freeing, and it also feels good when you are dropping off stuff that you know is beautiful stuff mm-hmm. that can have another life, have yeah. somebody else love it, and yeah. actually benefit a charity. Yeah. It's the best feeling. It is I nice, just feel actually. like Just let it go. Yeah. Pass it on. Don't hope, because it's a real metaphor for life. Like, when we hold on tightly to, yeah. to money, to things, to people mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's i think mindful based living is really good for that mm-hmm. like actually checking with yourself and saying when is it time to let go of things oh, yeah know? totally i put um i've got a chalkboard in our house that will put like different sayings on and there's one that i always like go back to write and always sticks with me mm-hmm. and it's collect memories not things yeah i like that and i just feel like that's such a good mantra yeah in life mm-hmm. is yeah collect the memories you don't need to surround yourself with all this stuff that ultimately becomes overwhelming yeah and do you know even thinking like further down the line so this stuff you know that you find overwhelming oh I couldn't possibly tackle that you know further down the line somebody else is gonna have to tackle that yeah and it's you know I just think yeah living being more mindful of what I do choose to keep Mm -hmm. is it just feels like the biggest weight. Yeah. Powerful yeah. stuff. I like that. I think that's going to be really useful for people. Yeah. And how do you live a more mindful life? Do you have certain techniques that help you with your well-being? Do you know, I feel like I'm so behind and just not up to... I feel like I hear people talk about, 
you know, apps that they use or techniques. And I, yeah, I don't really do anything. I've never had that point where I feel like, oh, I really need something else that helps. And I'm, I'm sure I would benefit from it, you know, from doing things more mindfully. But I feel like you naturally sometimes have your own things that yeah. help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, creating calm and order in yeah. my house. And if that is, you know, just sticking on top of housework and yeah. the kit, the washing, you know, all of that stuff that can make you feel like, overwhelmed for me, <laughs> sometimes I actually find that's my point where I can channel all my energy and all my frustrations yeah. is... Yeah, given the <laughs> given the house a good clean. Oh, <laughs> Do you know, I know that way? No, it's it's having having that thing though. Yeah, it's having that space where you can go. The the, the time I struggled was when I was writing my book, and uh, J.K. Rowling had put a comment uh, that she'd had. There was someone saying, "How did you write a book and have kids?" And she said, "Oh, I didn't do housework for four years or whatever." And I really related to that because I was thinking mm-hmm. there would be dishes in the sink. Sometimes there's none today. Uh, <laughs> I was just so drawn to the writing yeah. that sometimes it was like, ah, I can't do it all. Yeah. But even just taking 10 minutes to get up a bit earlier to just clear things, put a candle on, have some nice plants or yeah. flowers or yeah. just have that clarity. It yeah. does make things a lot. You don't realise it because when you feel overwhelmed, the last mm. thing you want to do is dishes. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is tidy up. Like that's mm. the last thing you want to do. Yeah. But then it's all. It also you don't realise the effect of how it actually is making you feel worse yeah. by having it around. Yeah. But also I think it's that bit. It's like, it's not just all about us. You know, we're mm. living in a home with three other people, both yeah. of us. And I think sometimes that's like just voicing that these mm-hmm. are the things that needs to be done you know we need to help each other out yeah i know work. it sounds cheesy but mm-hmm. the boys know this is like our little mantra is teamwork to make the dream work it's and so they'll true. all just like chant it and it's cheesy as but it's true and i want them to grow up knowing that as well that yeah. it is if they pitch in everything happens so much easier so much quicker yeah and also that mum and dad aren't going to do everything for you yeah because you don't want them if they do everything then they go and then they expect the woman to do everything because their mum did it all or that's just one example we hear of but you know totally it's like no actually you can go and do things yourself and get them started from an early age you know and it's those points as well like when my I've like with my workload is just feeling too much and I've got too much on sort of um with work and that that's it like I used to just sort of like go mad in silence mm-hmm. where now I just say to Mikey like you know I am <laughs> I've hit my limit yeah you need help yeah. I need this and he's like tell me mm-hmm. I think what's sometimes frustrating is like, I don't tell him yeah but now you know just tell him yeah, right you if to. you could do this or if you could pick that up and this needs to be dropped off or you know we haven't done this letter yet that letter needs back to the school and ah, yeah and actually school. just say it it's constantly you know. stuff that goes back to the school isn't there oh the emails oh it's the emails as well like yeah and i feel like just yeah at one point it was just me on the emails oh, the school email so i was like no mikey needs to be on it you too to like i can't and i think sometimes admitting that you're feeling overwhelmed yeah. is the biggest part of the battle. Because it's, so... it's like we don't want to admit it, yeah. do we? We can do it all. 
carry the weight of the world. You can't do it all. Yeah, and then it gets to that breaking point, and and that's when you're more likely to throw up, smash a mug. That's what I did a couple of months ago. (laughs) Bam, my favourite mug didn't didn't crack. I was was expecting to see it shattered all over. No one was in the room. Uh, (laughs) Didn't throw at the kids, I promise. And... um, the lens zip went all over the floor, but the, the mug didn't... The mug was fine. It was fine. I said, where did it... I still can't remember well, I think I we all mug. need this mug. Honestly, I, I have to wrap my brain. I got it in a gift shop or something, and I've totally forgotten. I but it's porcelain mug. Uh, I wouldn't have thrown the Vera Wang China, but... <laughs> <laughs> don't think... Oh, did you pull out the Vera? Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel honoured. Oh, I've got this thing where... I, you know, Scott will say to me, well, everyone else saves it for Christmas Day. And I say, well, I'm not everyone else. I, yeah. I, I like to get my china out. It brings me joy. Yes, you don't know. save it for best. Don't I totally that. agree with that. Whether yeah. it's like home, whether it's china, whether it's clothes, don't yeah. save it for best. Yeah, get it out. And even yeah. if it is a gorgeous dress, you know, put trainers on with it in the day if you're yeah. worried it's going to be too fancy, you know. Just no. go for it, you no. know. Love that. Totally it. agree with that. Live it large. And when mm. I see your page, I just feel like, you know, you're going for it and it, it, it is a real feel good. You know, you go on and it does make you feel more relaxed and calm. Oh, so. that's, do you know, that's lovely to hear because I am so well aware that we are living in a society where we're heavily drawn to social media mm-hmm. and I just would like to make that so clear is that, you know, photography, photography for me is, is brings me joy. It's a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not there to make anyone else feel bad or anyone else, you know, and if that, I think it was like going back to what we were saying earlier, if you're feeling triggered in that sense is just remembering you are seeing someone's highlight reel. You're mm-hmm. seeing someone's passion. Yeah. They're actually putting their passion out there. Yeah. And it's not... I would hate the idea of it making anyone feel bad. It's hard. I've had people yeah. unfollow me and then they'll say, oh, just, why should you get all the brand? Like, why should you get all that free stuff? Or why? And at the time, you know, it was such a busy... It was just constant. And yeah. I was like you know it does hurt but nothing is personal like nothing it's it's all in what what people are going through at that time in their life and you know that word oh that word free yeah it's not i always my dad i'm like does nobody else know this saying my dad i'll get my dad on he can say it he said it to me when i was a little girl nothing in this life is for free it's not and so i know that they does look like, oh, people are gifted this and given this for free. And it's not free. Yeah. Usually behind that, there is a contract mm-hmm. or a verbal agreement that you will create content and yeah. you will share. So that is, you know, man hours in mm-hmm. taking those pictures, you know, editing those pictures, mm-hmm. you know, talking about whatever the free, free, yeah. <laughs> the inverted commas there, item is that there's hours and hours and hours of work behind hours that. Hours behind And it's scenes. like, so nothing is for free. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know, and I feel like once that illusion sort of, like, people realise that, it's not as attractive. I actually, there's a lot of, you know, I'm approached by a lot of people where they would like to gift me something. Yeah. And I will always have a little look in. And nine times out of ten... It would be more cost effective for mm-hmm. me to purchase the item. Yeah, of course. Purchase the item, I'd be supporting the small seller in that respect. Yeah. And then if and if the opportunity arises, I share 
myself. Yeah. But that to me, I'll do that more yeah. than actually accept it gifted because then if I accept it gifted, I know that that brand potentially is just going to be waiting waiting oh for that it's content. a horrible feeling and then they're and chasing you like have you put that thing up and you're like oh yeah. and then sometimes if you don't like something mm-hmm. you just and then you honest. have to have the conversation with them oh, i've had that before oh, horrible. where you go back and that's and then you know you're like oh if i just bought it myself so i i very there's only a small select things that i will accept as yeah. gifted because i know the work behind it yeah so yeah. i know as soon as i'm accepting that i know how much work that's going to entail yeah. so it's nine times out of ten it's not worth it yeah, like, so yeah anyone anyone who has the frustration of thinking well why do they get that for free it's not for free yeah <laughs> yeah so it's not as i wouldn't feel any jealousy towards it at all there's a lot going on yeah. behind the scenes if you really want to purchase it or save up for it it's yeah. it's yeah. yeah and you don't have all the the back background of what we do i know it's you so know. hard because it's easy to judge when you don't understand of course, you know? it does it's that way doesn't it it's like when you see these accounts with the infinity pools yeah they just love look like they're living this incredible life yeah and it's like yeah i'm sure it is incredible in aspects but so are our lives like yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. lives have got incredible aspects yeah. and then everyone's got all the normal life stuff you know and that's not different it doesn't matter how many followers Mm -hmm. you have that's another thing as well like met so many lovely people over the years so many lovely people through instagram and one thing i have found abundantly clear Mm -hmm. is it does not matter whether you have got a hundred followers a thousand followers ten thousand followers Mm -hmm. a million followers you will always be worried about the numbers you'll always be thinking oh i could be doing better oh i'm losing the a million account is still worried they're losing followers just as much as the person with 100 followers Mm. is worrying it never goes away and i think once you realize that you realize well there's no point in worrying about it because it's never going to go away yeah it doesn't matter for all the followers that you get you know, I'm like some of my friends have got massive accounts yeah. and you think like, oh, wow, they must be just thinking this is amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they get 50,000 likes on a picture, yeah. but to them, oh, well, I posted yesterday and I only got 10,000 likes. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> and you're like, 10,000 likes, that's, a, that's unreal. But to them, the scale is different because they're so much bigger. To them, 50,000 likes is good. 10,000 likes is awful yeah and i think so once funny. you realize that and get your head around it i'm like well there's just no point yeah worrying about that stuff because if you go if you're going to worry about it you will it will never go away i know and you've got to do it because you love it as well yeah like, do you know what i mean it's not and there's all this chat about the algorithm and stuff and you know it's just i don't understand it <clears throat> like they are sort of in control instagram is in control of who sees things completely and i really understand how frustrating that is i have definitely definitely been there Mm -hmm. definitely been there with the frustration because 
especially when you're pouring your heart and soul into the content and you're spending so much time creating it. Mm -hmm. And then you can obviously with the business account, you get insights. So you can actually see how many, how many people are shown the content Yeah, and it can be so vastly different from one day to the next. Yeah. For you, you've poured your heart and soul into that post regardless. And then, so I understand that's frustrating, but that's not going to change. Yeah. And we're never, ever going to know the algorithm. It's never, ever going to go back to being chronological. Like I mourned the chronological days Uh because I just loved it. I loved it. I loved getting up in the morning and you'd see what people in America had been doing that day. And then, you know, people in the UK would start waking up and they'd start posting. Then as the day's winding up, it'd be like Australia and I loved it. I loved it. And it felt like if you posted a picture, if anyone followed you, they would see it. Yeah. There's too many of us on the app now. I know. There's so many people, isn't there? That algorithm is being created Mm. because there were so many people on that app. Yeah. And so many people follow so many people. So it's like they can't show you 2,000 people in one day. It would just be so confusing. So I feel like there's no point stressing about it mm-hmm. you know yeah. but I definitely think you can look and go well you know what what are I think it is good to sometimes be mindful of your content and yeah. look back like I do that I feel like that is something I do if I feel like the algorithm's really getting me down or I feel like my content isn't doing as well yeah sometimes you just need a little reboot yeah. like I go back and look at you know the last sort of 10 or 20 posts what were people engaging with yeah. what do people really enjoy yeah and then that sort of sparks back you know other ideas and you yeah. know expand on that like I think that's what I learned obviously I was sharing my my time as a mum when the boys were really little because that was my life yeah it was just I was just totally mum mode and you know it was my saving grace back then you know in the dead of the night where if you're with a baby who just wants to feed constantly and then you you know you there's other mums out there in the dead of the night on instagram with you know that's totally happening to them as well and you build it's almost like a mother and baby group but it's just on a more international level (laughs) and i loved that but then Obviously, as I started to come out of the baby fog and toddler fog, I went more into interiors. And then I was like, oh, that was a bit of a surprise because obviously I was just documenting moving into a new house. Yeah. And then to realize people were interested in that was yeah. like, oh, so it's, you know. It's funny how these things work out. And do you think you'll ever go back to the kind of theatrical, the acting, the singing? No. No. I, I think... I started when I was 11. I absolutely adored it. Um, And then by 26, I was just kind of, yeah, over it, a bit jaded (laughs) and just ready for a change. And it's funny, straight afterwards, I always felt sort of sad about throwing the towel in and I actually felt I felt sad for throwing the towel in because obviously it's so many years of work Mm. but I also felt like really like for my mum and dad because obviously Mm. they'd always supported me spent so much money putting me through university and there's me going I don't want to do it anymore Mm. I always felt quite guilty about that but what I love now is I feel like my job now incorporates a lot yeah of what I learned exactly when I was acting yeah and you know goodness like to have people when I was acting to have people to my 
to my face absolutely tear apart a performance and you know literally oh. pick it down piece by piece oh like goodness and you'd be devastated oh wow but i didn't realize like obviously the resilience that gave me yeah. moving forward with this and yeah. also knowing how unpredictable a creative job is yeah like so i feel a bit at peace yeah. at no longer wanting to do it because yeah. now I feel I'm in quite a creative job yeah that actually really fills me up probably yeah. more than acting did that's because, funny isn't yeah. it because you, you were on the stage and there is such a buzz being on the stage but yeah. then you've got your own stage and your way of doing things now and there's so many different layers to it and opportunities yeah. as well for the yeah. future and I kind of like, you know, we were talking about mum brain and yeah. that bit where you're like, oh, I just want to use another part of my brain yeah. that isn't, you know, wiping a bum and mopping up like yeah. food from all over the place. I feel like social media definitely does that. There's yeah. so much behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. so much I've had to learn. Yeah. There's so much admin, you know, all of that side. That was completely new to me, but mm-hmm. I actually really in a geeky way, quite enjoy that side of it and organizing it. So I feel like there's lots of different, this industry, it uses my brain in lots of different ways. It's yeah. not just solely creative. Yeah. And, and I it's think so fast-paced like as well. Yeah. You know, there's, it's always changing. So yes. there's always new challenges. Yeah, mm. totally. Well, I'm going to set you a wee challenge now um, to have a wee sing with me. <laughs> do you have a favourite song or have you got a couple in mind we can God, you see now I'm that person who I'll hammer out that my friends know this of me I'll hammer out a song like yes. if I really like a song I'll hammer it out I'll hammer it to death and then I don't listen to it again <laughs> yes I'm like I listen to it 25 times in a row um so I can't I actually can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know what my favourite song would be. No, everyone says that to me. I honestly so don't. Hard though to pick I think one. if you said like a favourite movie, I'd yeah. be like, oh right, okay. Yeah. And I'd be but a song. What would be your favourite movie? Oh god, I've got lots. <laughs> I don't know. Lots too. of favourite movies. <laughs> Have we got all week? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got ones where I absolutely adore, adore them from a memory point of view yeah. like I will always uh, always have a special place in my heart for Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet oh me too and that's because I was growing up mm. and I was I think the first time I saw that I was 16 oh me too and so that will first time forever. I fell in love with Leo oh yes <laughs> and the the soundtrack oh yes everything's everything. free yeah so good, so good. But yeah, favourite song. What's your favourite song? Oh, so many. I like Caledonia. I don't know if you can see the changes that happen. Because it's Scottish. But yeah. uh, uh, I like the words. Um, I like I like Fix You by Coldplay. Uh, I like mm. Tender by Blur. I like Lean On Me. I like loads of chart songs. I love um, Sam Smith. Um, I do it for the love, I do it for the oh, love. Oh, he's fab. Um, I oh. love his latest song. Oh, How Do You Sleep? Yeah. How do you sleep when you lie to me? Oh, do, it's do, so do, good. Do, oh, do you know, do, take do, that. Do. Uh, never forget. Like, oh, so, uh, just so many. Um, I like uh, Ellie Goulding, uh, 16. If you just focus on me like we were 16. Oh, yeah. Because that's all about like mindfulness and being together and being present. 
uh, Ed Sheeran. Do you know what I'm Beatles. noticing with you? You've got all these lovely upbeat songs. I feel in my I'm really quite upbeat as a person. Uh-huh. Oh, I love a sad song. Oh, me too. Oh, I love a sad song. Give me a melody, and oh. I'm like. I used to be obsessed with, oh, Damien Rice. Do you oh, remember that? Damien Rice. Um, album. Is that the film? What's oh. the song that was in that film? I the love... Blair's Daughter. Oh, my day. And so it is. Oh, do you want to do that one? Like, oh, I couldn't do that one. I oh, just getting kiss pimples. We could do it. Well, we'll do a little... We... I mean, we'll put we'll put this recording off as I always do, and we'll get the music up and see what you feel drawn to. <laughs> you might get me in something jolly. We don't want to end on a big depressing oh, note, do we? Such a nice song, though. It's so good, isn't oh. it? I am. I am terrible, terrible for a sad song. What's that film? Clo- <laughs> Is it Closer? Yes. Oh my days! So, Clive Owen and Jude Law yes. and Natalie Portman. Yes, and oh um, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my days! The cast, the acting, mm-hmm. the oh, J- Clive Owen was phenomenal. I know. It? So he, good. Just everything. Guy. I loved how they filmed it as well. I love how it fitted in with the music. Like. Mm. Yeah, loved it. Such a good film. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant. Right, we've well, been amazing, Aww. as you were on Friday. Um, so I'm full of the Mojo injections this Aww. week. I'm ready. I'm ready to put the tunes on. And um, thank you so much for your time. Oh, no, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you for the gorgeous plant. Hashtag loving it. It's like I've got a little bit of you in my house. You know? Little plant baby, yeah. you know. Yeah. I was going for flowers and then I saw that little guy. Oh. And I was like, that is definitely better than flowers hashtag love it <laughs> hashtag love it I'll report him with you I'll see how the little guy's doing I will you be know it all over. <laughs> <laughs> right thank you my lovely you're oh, an absolute legend my goodness you need to hear this voice she had me in tears she's phenomenal oh what a girl Do you want to think your maps? I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Jumping, dancing, strolling along down a, what's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could be part of that world. What would I give if I could live out of these borders? What would I to spend a day warm on the sand. Betcha on land, they understand that they don't reprimand the daughters. Brave their own women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. I'm ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. Like, What's a fire and 
Why does it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? With my love, love to explore that share of the world. Out of the sea. Wish I could be part of the my days she had me crying again that song she sings it so beautifully i loved having claire over she's an amazing person we bump into each other all the time um so i don't know what that means maybe we're going to do something cool together in the future um she's just brilliant uh, a really special person so thank you and very special memories of that song with make seconds count too um so that meant a lot to me to be in the same room um Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you again next week. All my love.